Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. It's another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast and video cast where we interview your favorite actors and celebrities from film and television, music, comedy, and more. And thank you to all our sponsors that play before the podcast. If you're listening to an episode and you feel the urge to fast forward through all of that, that's okay. But If you decide to listen, we thank you as well because they are the ones who are responsible for keeping the podcast and videocast moving. So thank you to all of those folks. Today we have a special guest. We are chatting with actor and model Emily Rule. We're going to discuss this project, uh, which is absolutely spectacular, Blue Moon. Fantastic and uh, just a very lovely and honest film. We're traveling over to the East Coast this morning. Emily uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes. Well, this is a fantastic project, and uh, I want to talk about this because it's a beautiful story. And if people haven't had the opportunity to check it out yet, I highly encourage that you do because it's just absolutely wonderful. Emily, if you could just let our listeners and viewers in on about this and what it's about, because I feel you would probably do a much better job <laughs> uh, describing it than I would. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my my little synopsis that I'm just going to come up with on the fly. Uh, it's a queer love story between two women that takes place in a single night in Los Angeles. So we follow them through East L.A. Uh, and watch these two fall in love with each other over shared vulnerability. And a little bit of magic ensues. You know, the title came from the... Uh, Kind of metaphor that if you believe in magic once in a blue moon you might just find it so these are about the nights that happen every once in a blue moon yeah i mean it definitely is a love story there's no question about that but and i find it interesting because it takes place over the course of an evening uh which mm-hmm. can happen if you meet the right person uh right w- so it's yeah. not just a meet cute but it's really more about these two women who meet each other and it just instantly fall for one another and as they're kind of exploring each other and exploring them, you know, through the night, they they wind up really falling for each other. When you are putting a project together like this, like, what is the mindset behind it? Like, you know, oftentimes, you know, our experiences often imitate art and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but for you, what was sort of the genesis behind it and, and how you kind of came up with such a great idea? Oh, thanks. Uh you know, I think it started just being a little uninspired during COVID. Okay. And, you know, I've been acting and I think I'd gone to a place where I just was tired of waiting for somebody to pick me for my life to change. And also, you know, acting came to a halt during COVID. Um, and I'd been wrestling with this idea of love in a night. I had had a few of those experiences. And, you know, that love felt just as real as love that I'd had that lasted months or years or whatnot, but just kind of existing in a snow globe with this person that you don't really know, right? So it is this fairy tale because you're existing within this idea of someone. 
Uh, and then one of my best friends is queer and she had mentioned how she didn't feel represented in, in media. And so it was important to me that I write a story that someone I love so dearly felt represented by. Um, and that's how the idea came that it became two women. And I mean, it was kind of a happy accident, the whole thing. I didn't know I could do any of this. So, I mean, I knew I could write in like English class, but I didn't know that that would translate. Uh, the initial idea was three minutes and I was going to shoot on my iPhone and now you know, every day it just kind of grew into what it is now, which is really wonderful. And now it's my my calling and my career path and I'm in pre-production for the next one. Um, but it just, it kind of happened. It became larger than itself and it became something that a lot of people resonated with and believed in, which was really incredible to watch. You know, that something I wrote in my pajamas turned out to be something that, you know, brought a lot of people together. And uh, it was one of the more incredible experiences, I think, of my life. Yeah. I, I love that, you know, especially during that time where everybody was literally home alone for yeah. days. You know, it was a lot of things for a lot of people. You know, right. some people it was a podcast. Uh, some people it was a book. For you, it was a film. And that's great that you yeah. were able to start it, <clears throat> excuse me, during that time, but also continue it on to its its natural end, right? And to be able to get it produced and now you're working on something different. I know your background is in, in modeling and fashion and things like that. Yeah. When you were doing all of that, was acting or performing, I know you mentioned the writing piece was a little bit separate, but outside of that, was any of this of interest to you? Had you dipped your toes in a little bit or was it just something that was a completely different world for you, so to speak? I mean, I'd been on set many times on the other side of it. Okay. And my little brother will tell you I'm very bossy. So maybe directing <laughs> will come easily. I, I kind of grew up in a film family. I mean, my, my mom's a lawyer, so she's not like an entertainment by any means. But my brother's actually in film school to be a director. And I think we both grew up in Texas and didn't really feel like that's where we belonged. And our escape was watching movies growing up. Um, so film was always very inspirational to me. Um, I think that you know, modeling in some weird way is also kind of a form of acting. Sure. Um, and I think that it was probably a natural progression. And I think it's interesting because I felt like little tidbits from my life really came together to make this career a great fit for me, whether it's my mom who runs her own business and learning how, you know, she works with her employees and the people that work for her and the team and community that she created was really instrumental on how I wanted my crew to feel you know, that everybody was equal and I knew everybody's name and I was the first one to get there and last one to leave. Um, and then I think the writing came really naturally. Funny enough, I went through a phase of seeing psychics and every single one of them told me I should be a writer. And I was like, I don't know, like, it feels like homework. I don't want to do it. So it's funny now that it kind of came full circle. Um, but I think, you know, I, I've dated a lot. And I think that it's uh, using my own life for inspiration. I guess the easiest way to lie is to tell the truth. Yeah. And um, I think that I have so many stories to tell, and this was a, the first of, of many. But I mean, they say write what you know, right? And, that, and that's, yeah, that's exactly. true. And, and that's, it sounds um, a bit cliche at first, but really it's, it's true because it, it's, it is what it is. Like a lot of these stories that we see or watch on television or in films are based on people's true experiences. And it's like, if you're familiar with it and you know exactly what it 
kind of story it is that you want to tell, then there's no reason not to, right? Like you may as well just do it. Yeah, totally. I think for me, what I'm fascinated by is kind of human behavior Mm -hmm. and our relationship to one another. And I kind of, I think kind of love in general, but that can mean so many different things and look so many, you know, different shapes and sizes. But I think as well, you know, I was lucky that both of the actresses, um, who are in the film are queer and I was able to to hear their stories and they allowed me to kind of add some of those details into the story because I wanted it to be as accurate as possible you know like I'm a straight person writing a gay movie I wanted to make sure that it was accurate and that it felt real and that it was a really honest interpretation of that experience um so that was really important to me and our cast was amazing in helping me out with that yeah and the support you received from the LGBTQ community has been amazing has been phenomenal especially in the that film festival that they have because you won best cinematography too. So it wasn't just this idea of a straight person writing a movie about two queer people. Obviously you had the, a friend who had the support, your support, you, she supported you anyway. And then you were able to just get everybody else on board. And and it was really, I mean, it's a very honest film, you know, it doesn't feel produced if that makes any sense. Like, you know, we're trying to, create a story about something but it's more of like a story with something and it, it's it's yeah. very honest you know what I mean thanks I appreciate it I went into it just thinking it was a love story you know I never really thought of it as anything else because I think you know love is love regardless right. of sexuality or preferences but I think um you know many of my chosen family are gay and it was important to me that they felt represented and and even when shooting the sex scene between two women I didn't want it to feel like pornographic or what right. a, a straight male's idea of two chicks having sex is like I wanted, which was Fair you know enough. it was the first sex scene I've ever went into directing um so that was an interesting experience for me even editing it you know but it was important to me that that felt really beautiful and artistic and not raunchy or you know or um exploitative in any way so yeah and there's even been a turn on that in Hollywood as of late as far as how those types of scenes are produced yeah. and things like that. And they're, you know, intimacy coordinators and a lot of different yeah. people who are becoming a part of these major projects because of a, what's happened in the past. Clearly we don't need to rehash that, <laughs> but also, you know, just being honest and transparent about how uh, these things actually unfold. Right. And, and it's true as yeah. a straight male, I would agree. I laugh, but I agree with you. In the sense of, you know, like there's this concept of what we may think it is, but really it's probably not that by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Exactly. It's, it's interesting. We had my personal acting coach, Lena Jorgis at Nancy Banks, who's amazing. And I loved her dearly. And she was on set and she was very, very helpful. And then it was a close set, obviously. So only she and I saw the monitor. My amazing cinematographer, Matthew Tompkins is so cool and was great and handled that you know, so well. And it's funny because now I'm in pre-production for my next project, which I'm actually shooting this weekend. Um, I'm also acting in it. Lovely. And I wrote my, I, I have a sex scene now. So it's interesting being on the other side of that, you know, um, of the lens doing something like that. And now, you know, taking, you know, talking about boundaries and making sure I have a really great friendship with the person I'm doing with and having blocking. And, you know, I know it's, it's now a kind of, put myself in that position, but I think, I think it'll be great. Yeah, I have no doubt. So you've been very busy working on all of these projects and life has kept you going. 
Mm-hmm. Any plans to go back to fashion and modeling? Is that just kind of a backbone of your career? Or are you wanting to just really, it sounds like from what you're saying, just kind of dive deep into the writing and the producing and the acting yeah. and really kind of make that a focus? I mean, I think that, you know, modeling was almost like my adolescence. Okay. I mean, it re- I guess it was. That was like 13 to 23. If L'Oreal calls, I'll be the first person to pick up <laughs> I was that. gonna say, yeah. You know, yeah. It gets to a certain level, especially as I, you know, become more involved acting. I would love to do something like that. Um, the day-to-day modeling I, doesn't make me as fulfilled as, as what I'm doing now. And that's what I'm really going off of in my life. Um, and you know, I'd love to sell Blue Moon as proof of concept for a feature. The story I'm working on now is, is serving as a pilot that I really want to turn into a show. I think that I just, I feel right now in my life that it's just kind of beginning and this is the first chapter of the rest of my life, which is a really great feeling, but I feel like I'm doing exactly what I should be. I love it. It's awesome. fantastic. One last question, Emily, and I always like to ask our listeners or our, our guests these two questions. Well, two questions. First of all, if you weren't an actor or you weren't in the fashion industry or a model, is there a skill set that you wish that you had or that you could do uh, to make a living at? I wish I could draw. Okay. I wish I could draw. I think I would probably be an artist regardless, but I wish I could draw. Love it. And best advice that you've ever been given in the trajectory of your career, whether it be in fashion, modeling, or writing, directing, producing, something even as a child, maybe, or a younger individual that has driven you through this whole thing? There's two of them. So the first one is learn by doing. And the second one is don't tell yourself you can't do it. And I think that really sums up Blue Moon because I did both of those things. And bada bing, bada boom. Now I have a career, which is amazing. I love it. Well, be sure to check out this fantastic film. It's available for people to watch and to stream. And Also, we look forward to seeing what is next for you. And uh, this has been a fantastic conversation. Hope you had a good time. Emily, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots. Roll out. Go home.